the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Five oh six on this Monday, December fourth, two thousand twenty-three. Dave Congleton with you in about an hour. We ask the question: Do we place too much emphasis on a college degree? Doctor Michael Latner joins us tomorrow. Let's talk about San Luis Obispo and the refusal to vote by district—a practice that must stop. And we'll try to make the case tomorrow. Uh, this hour, well, this could be another nail in the coffin of California. California's budget problems appear to be getting worse, according to an update from the state's legislative analyst office. This is nonpartisan. These are just like the outside people that monitor the budget. An agency that guides the state legislature in its financial decision-making. In a brief blog post updated Big Three Outlook from personal corporate and sales tax receipts, the uh, office noted delayed tax payments came in much weaker than state leaders anticipated, resulting in a potential budget hole of about $58 billion spread out over the next three years. So do the math, roughly $20 billion a year. The office is expected to release a full analysis of the state's budget outlook next week. We can't wait. Uh, Michael Aaron Woody is here now. Mr. Woody, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks for the cookies. Absolutely. It's Michael my... thinks we bring him back for his political acumen. Well, we do. <laughs> but he brings cookies. That's my mother makes them. Oh, well, thank you, Mom. Yes. Uh, what's your general reaction to this news item? I, I'm a little dumbstruck that neither the administration in Sacramento nor anybody in Sacramento saw this one coming. Because when you sit down and you look at all the numbers and you realize that for the last couple of years, our receipts from corporate and personal income tax, which makes up pretty much 75% of the state general fund, were hyperinflated because of all the unemployment benefits to the jobless workers because of COVID for the last couple of years. I mean, it, let me give you an idea, real quick numbers sure. on this. In 2019, a typical year for unemployment uh, benefits for jobless people in California hovers around four and a half to five billion dollars a year out of the budget. Okay, four and a half to five yeah. billion dollars. During 2020, it ballooned to a hundred and six billion dollars, and in 2021, though down to seventy billion, it was still a hyperinflated number. So what we ended up with was a federal, and then when you toss in your federal aid, basically personal income in the state of California during the pandemic, personal income was up to over three trillion dollars in 2021. So everything was hyperinflated for the last couple of years. How did nobody see this coming when you realize that corporate and personal income tax makes up 75% of your general fund up in Sacramento? How did nobody see this one coming? What I don't did you get it. Well, so what do you think happened? Did they see it and just ignore it? Did they see it well, and say, oh, I, we'll deal with it down the road? I really don't know. Did I they know. see it and say, we're a blue state, Nothing, nothing's going to affect us? You know, I'm not 100% sure. What I do know is that you've got the LAO didn't see it coming. Uh, legislative Analyst Office, excuse me, in Sacramento did not see that coming as well. 
for reasons I honestly don't know. I mean, that that's just this is just gross incompetence. Well, but I looked at the numbers. Okay, so for the next three years, sure. we're going to have a, a twenty billion dollar a year shortfall, roughly. About, yeah. But we've got almost thirty eight billion in reserves. Sure. Probably we got two years in reserves. My understanding is that uh, Gavin Newsom doesn't want to get into those. I'm sure they probably will to help fix this for the next couple of years. They'll probably dip about ten. 10 into it, 10 billion or something like that into it. But um, I, I still keep going back to how did nobody see this one coming? I mean, this is economy 1A. This is a high school student would have seen this one coming. Well, how much of this is the legislature? How much of this is Newsom? How much of this is circumstances beyond their control? I think, number one, and it's not often I will say this because some people can think that I'm being a bit partisan because I do lean conservative on these matters. Um, I think this is. Um, not beyond anybody's control. The governor's office should have seen this. Somebody in the office should have seen this. Uh, the people in the legislature should have seen this. In fairness to this, there may have been, um, there probably was people in the state assembly and state senate who probably have said something in the last few years about this or saw it coming. And, and to them, I say kudos. But, um, but in terms of people thinking that this was going to be the norm, I am dumbstruck over this. I really am. I, I think this goes back to gross incompetence back onto the governor for this. The Democratic State Senate uh, pro tem Tony Atkins said, while this latest update to the revenue forecast is not welcome news, California is more prepared than ever to withstand budget challenges and our economy overall is stronger than projected. We will have a clear picture of our situation as we approach the budget deadline in June. But with our record reserve, the slush fund, and other budgeting tools, along with our partners in the assembly, we will work through these challenges while protecting middle-class taxpayers. <laughs> uh, I'll make a prediction. Um, this is going to be an attempt to end Prop 13. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, you that disagree one, with me on that? No, I do agree with you on that. That didn't even dawn on me what you just said. That, uh, the, well, we got to get rid of Prop 13 because, right. look, we're... Billions of dollars in debt. Exactly. And it's everybody else's fault but ours, and it's a Prop 13 issue. And there are people out there who continue to think that all the economic problems are Prop 13. And to anybody who thinks that's true, I would ask them to sit down with the budget and understand where things have been in the last 20 years with the state, how the budget has ballooned grossly out of control, how we have continued to grow every, grow on our reliance on personal income tax and uh, and even corporate income tax. Um, for the last 40 or 50 years in the state. It's, uh, it's just getting out of control. As you saw, the article uh, quoted a Republican state senator, Roger Niello. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully the majority, meaning the Democrats, will see it, it is time for a more realistic budget strategy instead of throwing money at a laundry list of projects. Yeah, and this you do get into a political issue here in my world, which is um, people have a certain view of government. And there are those people out there who view government as the solution to any and all problems that exist out there. If a business is having a problem, create a government program. If you're having a problem, create a government program. Everything is a government program. And we're only two more government programs away from having a perfect society. And to those people, you have people like me walking into the room and trying to say, wait a minute, I understand a lot of government programs. I, I get some of this. But a lot of these programs are creating more damage than they are actually solving. And so this is where people like me walk in the room and try to say, hey, instead of raising taxes, raising rates, getting rid of Prop 13, let's take a good, honest look over 
how we got to this point in the last 20 or 30 years from a budget standpoint. Yeah, but we both know, I guess we're both cynical, Michael, we both know that Sacramento is not going to cut programs. They're going to raise fees, they're going to raise taxes, and you're going to hear this debate on Prop 13. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think you're spot We're on. We're going to be the ones closing the gap. I, 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 don't, I don't even think it's a prediction. That's like Wake Ham saying the sun is going to come up in the east tomorrow and set in the west. I mean, yeah. not sure if this is really a prediction, but that's exactly where this is going because they've always looked for an excuse, which does bring up an interesting point, though. You know, is it possible that they actually knew this was coming? So when they saw these inflated numbers for the last couple of years, they decided to ride it, say that, oh, look at all the budget surplus we have. We're these incredible economic brilliant people up here in sacramento knowing what was coming down the road and saying you know what when this thing has a shortfall now we have an excuse to go after prop 13 and maybe they did see it coming Hmm. all right uh, michael aaron woody is with us talking about our budget shortfall predicted to be almost 60 billion dollars over the next three years so do we start cutting programs do we raise taxes or are michael and i just too cynical for the room we'll come back and pick up the conversation your phone call still to come right here on am 920 fm 96.5 news talk kvec All right, all you California haters, here's another reason. We're now uh, got a budget shortfall. According to the California Legislative Analyst Office, totally nonpartisan, $58 billion over the next three years. Yes, we have almost $38 billion in reserves, but nobody wants to spend down the reserves. Dave Ramsey would pull his hair out if we even tried. So do we cut? Do we tax? What the heck do we do? Interesting point coming in on our Stolberg line, Michael Aaron Woody. So what is the current total of the high-speed rail project? Well, the high-speed rail, I mean, remember back in 2008, started at $33 billion, and it was going to pay for itself. Today, it is up to 128 billion dollars painfully behind schedule I, and i've got a little bit of experience with high-speed rail i got asked to bid on part of the um one of the lift stations out there I, and i started working with some of these people just to see what was going on with this with uh, their bid process and everything yeah absolute mess so you're saying that if we hadn't spent that money on the high-speed rail which is going nowhere, we could have put that money in the reserves and we wouldn't have the problem we have now. Let me be fair that, about that comment because I'm not 100% sure where the exact monies have come from in order to put us to this point right now. Some of it is federal. Think. So whether yeah. it's, some is federal, some but is some general is, fund. Some is out of Sacramento. Right. So we'll take some of that. Yeah. Also on the uh, text line, yes, California is financially embarrassed. Yeah. But wait. Here we go with the sarcasm. But wait, <laughs> the pronoun and equity programs are going well. <laughs> Wake up, people. Wait, vote these clowns out. <laughs> whoever, whoever you are, just take my place today. <laughs> that was brilliant. No, you're doing fine. <laughs> but there's a sentence. They're clowns. Yeah. Vote them out. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's something I know I, I have come on here and I've talked about before is I, I truly do believe this. You're going to see an era that's coming up pretty quickly that's going to emulate what happened in the early to mid-1990s. I believe it was 1994 that there was a huge anti-incumbency that took place. And I think you're going to see that in this country coming up within the next cycle or two, and even here in California. And what's prompting that? People are just cynical over everything. I mean, look, you have 
many people with the DNC that do not like Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. You have plenty of people, Republican voters in general, who do not like Donald Trump and the establishment of this. You have a lot of voters under the age of 40 and even under the age of 50 who have said, wait a minute, all of this has to go. We need an entire new generation of new people doing all of this because this isn't working on either on either side. So I, I really do believe you're going to see something like that coming. So actually just cleaning house. Yes. Yeah. If you want in on this conversation with Michael Aaron Woody reacting to the news from the memory, this is state, this is statewide Mm -hmm. in California over the next three years, we're going to be almost $60 billion short. Do we get rid of high speed rail? Do we repeal prop 13? Do we cut programs? Do we raise taxes? I'm the cynical one here. I think our taxes are just going to be raised. Oh, yeah. Oh, they will. I mean, don't don't kid yourself. Absolutely, they will. I mean, they'll do it in many different ways. But, you know, I, I get asked all the time. Somebody will say, well, then tell me what your solutions are. Where would you go with all of this? What programs would you cut? Here's an idea. Why don't we simply go back to everything that we funded I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and all the programs that we've added for the last 10, 15 years, get rid of them. Because none of them are working. Uh, More sarcasm on the uh, text line. (laughs) Uh, Too bad Sean Hannity didn't have this information a couple nights ago with the uh, Newsom-DeSantis debate. Although I'm sure Newsom would have stood there and looked right into the camera and while smiling say it was all good. Oh, I'm sure he would have. I didn't see that debate. Which I'm really bummed that I didn't because it's supposed to be really good. A uh, question coming in. Isn't the state of California still looking to be reimbursed for the estimated 20 to $32 billion that was lost to unemployment fraud during the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, who's going to be? I That might be, but I'm not really clear who would be reimbursing because it's 32. Yeah, it was $32 billion of fraud. That was the EDD scandal. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. I mean, who? So would be the federal government reimbursing? Somebody's got to reimburse. The, Fed, the feds would probably have to re, reimburse the state. I'm not quite sure how that works. Uh, someone else is weighing in. Prop 13 protects those whose income does not increase as fast as cost of living mm-hmm. from losing their paid-for, debt-free homes, not just a house. It's a home. Look, I'm not disagreeing with you, but look at the situation California is currently in. We're roughly $60 billion short. Something is going to have to be done. Mm -hmm. Now, you're thinking that, oh, it's Sacramento. Just let them cut. And I don't mean to be disrespectful. I don't mean to be caustic. I just don't see it happening because it's not in the nature of politicians on any level to want to cut programs. So what can they do? Yeah, I guess they could shift money away from high-speed rail, but that's not going to happen because a lot of it's federal money. So being the caustic, cynical person that I am, I can just see... Democrats coming forward and going, well, we we just need to rethink Prop 13 because we need the money. I would be curious to hear from somebody who genuinely, honestly, without getting to arguments or anything, wants to see Prop 13 repealed. I'd really like to see that argument at this point. Because, I mean, let's face it, if, if you do repeal Prop 13, you're going to put a whole bunch of people into a serious economic bind up and down this state. But yet you still have people out there that are trying to argue for this. And I'm still not... I've never heard a just reason why to repeal Prop 13. What would that do 
for the people of California. Meanwhile, with this budget shortfall, is this just another nail in the California coffin? Oh, absolutely. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Because look at the number of people who have left this state. And I'm going to talk in terms of, I had a few years that I was not a resident of California back in Boston. Back doing his degree at Harvard. Yeah, that. um, (laughs) They felt bad for me, so they let me in. (laughs) And I also had, uh, for some time, I spent some time in Tennessee as well. So I've lived in a state that was very, very liberal and another state that was very, very conservative. And... The way the conservative state worked in Tennessee in terms of their local government and their state government and how efficient everything is, was night and day different than what we see out here in California. And, and I'm not talking about, well, you know, geez, you know, I lived in Nashville's country, you know, Music City, USA or anything else like that. But I mean, the whole attitude of what government was supposed to be and how quick everything was done there. And then you get to California and everything is line after line after line. And it seems to me. It seems it always seemed that every time I'd come out here to California, the solution was, what can we do to grow government? And the solutions that I always saw back there in Tennessee was, what can we do to make government as efficient as possible? And nobody, even the Democrats that were back there in Tennessee, never saw it as, let's create a new program. It was, what do people need? Let's take what we have and make it as efficient as possible. But you don't have that attitude here in California. I would uh, wager that at least part of that, Michael, is that government at the state level is too much of an employer. Too many people are dependent on a state job. Oh, yeah, here in California? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the statistics are alarming, and I wish I had those in front of me. But I knew, I, excuse me, I do know here in San Luis Obispo that the— We're believe, one of the largest employers. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you've had all this, you have all this reliance on government, local government, state government. So there's a vested interest in expanding government jobs. Yeah, exactly. So there's always that vested interest in doing that. And then you have people who get involved in government jobs, with all due respect to many of my friends, that they have an emotional attachment where they feel that if they were not in this job and if we were not growing this department or growing this job or getting more money or et cetera, et cetera, that somehow the community would collapse on them. And I would challenge anybody in that situation to go live in another part of the country and see how they deliver goods and services to people through their local and state government. But a legitimate question coming in, if everyone's leaving California, why do we still have a population of 40 million people? And why are our freeways still so jammed? Well, okay. You know what? And that actually makes the case. I mean, think about it. We have a population of 40 million people and our freeways are jammed because we don't have the ability to keep up with the infrastructure and the growth rate at the same time. So our freeways are jammed. All right. We are off to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Let's find out what's happening out there. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together. Then we'll continue our conversation, Mr. Woody, and welcome your phone calls as well. As we look at the budget mess, we got nearly a $60 billion shortfall in the budget. What programs can we cut or what taxes do we raise? How do we get out of this mess? A lot more to come right here on Hometown Radio.
right. So here's the deal. We're we don't have any money. We're going to be uh, fifty eight billion dollars uh, shortfall here in California uh, due to mistakes, as Michael Aaron Woody has been explaining. Uh, we have almost forty billion dollars in reserves, but nobody wants to touch that. So do we cut? Do we tax? What do we do? Well, of course, Craig Hill has the solution, don't you, Craig? Yeah, but I would correct you. It's not mistakes. It's incompetence. Okay, and uh, that is quite obvious. Everyone knows that if you, you know, don't handle your books correctly, things are going to come up short. And we know that California does not handle its books correctly. Uh, the solution, uh, I, I kind of think you hit the nail on the head that they're going to use this. They're going to leverage the uh, the problem to get what they want. So they're going to say whatever they wanted, whatever it is. They're going to say that the solution for it is the thing that they want. Yep. And what they want is to end Prop 13. I mean, they, literally Gavin Newsom could, could want a scoop of chocolate ice cream, and he'll say, <laughs> you know what? Uh, we have a shortfall. We need to buy more chocolate ice cream. That's going to solve the problem to all of you. And by the way, it's MAGA's fault. And that's what's going to happen in California. You know, we might as well just clock out right now and expect it to happen. All right, 805-543-8830-800-549-5832. Rob is texting, and hey, Rob, part of the issue in California is much of the budget is set by propositions or legislative constitutional amendments, little room for budgetary flexibility. Uh, two-thirds of the budget is from the general fund. Of the, th- the budget overall is 300, it's 300 billion plus, and 200 billion plus is from the general fund. So a portion of it, yeah, I agree, but... When two-thirds is general fund, that gives you a little bit of flexibility there. All right. We go to Scott in San Luis. Hey, Scott. Hello, Dave. Hello, Michael. Hey, Hey, Scott. I'm just tapping in your conversation with Craig on Prop 13. So I I wanted to ask the listeners, if anybody listening right now, if you own property, um, are you willing to have your house reappraised or reassessed every year? And if if, if you don't, are you going to stay here? Or are you going to move somewhere else? Because I think Prop 13 would really, it would be catastrophic for California. Scott, be, already, uh, Scott before he answers, do you agree with our premise, though, that given the financial situation, this is a prime time for the Democrats who want to get rid of Prop 13 to strike? No, I don't think so. Oh. I think we I think we need to start cutting off programs. Because, listen, how many programs are in the state? Uh, Scott, that's not what I'm asking. Oh, okay. Oh, do you do you think that this is an excuse the Democrats would use to try to cut Prop Thirteen? Yeah. I, yes. Okay. Yeah. I, I meant to say yes. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think I over I overheard you there. So go ahead. That's right. But do you, but do you, do you, if like I say if the listeners if if uh, me as a homeowner I don't know if you guys own homes I do but yeah. are you, are you willing to let's say I don't know when you bought your house Dave I bought my house ten years ago. So my my property tax is about seven thousand a year. What would I pay right now? It would the house would be reappraised at one point two, one point three million. Well, that's easy. That's over ten thousand a year. Am I willing to pay that and have it uh, reassessed every year? That's what's going to happen with Prop 19, uh, thirteen. But we're at the stage we're already trying to repeal Prop nineteen as it is. So I think Prop thirteen is is going to be catastrophic. So I just wanted to. Hear the listeners, you know, maybe text yes or no. <laughs> Michael, what, what do you say? Yeah, no, I think I think Scott's exactly right on this one. Um, there's the problem that we're facing here is you have a lot of people that will sit there and say, okay, 
um, the solution is to get what you want, which is let's repeal Prop 13. We're a blue state, so I think they're going to go after it. But the reality is that it would be just absolutely financially detrimental to this entire state. But the only people who are willing to repeal Prop 13 are the people, surprisingly, who have the financial wherewithal to repeal Prop 13 and won't be that affected by it. What else, Scott? Well, that would probably be a company like BlackRock, but I, curiosity, how many programs in the state of California, what can we slash or, I, I don't know, I mean, you know, I mean, you asked me that question, I, I don't I where do we cut? You know, I'm sure there are a lot of things. Do we stop the rail? How, how about funded? a flat 10% cut across the board? Cut everything. Cut everything. Um, with like the, um, I'm trying to think what his name uh, that ran for president. He had something, I can't remember. Uh, it's just like a flat some, tax. Just boom. Yeah, flat right, 10%. Flat tax. What do you think about that idea, Michael? You know, I think it works good in theory. The problem with doing that, and I've seen this one before, is that there's a lot of things that you cannot physically cut at just 10%. I mean, starting with your union and labor contracts, there are just certain things that legally you can't just say, let's cut it by 10%. All right, Scott, thank you. We move on to Paul in San Luis. Hi, Paul. Hello. I think the listener before me was thinking about Steve Forbes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, There you go, yeah. 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 So, hey... Michael, I, I think I've never really heard anybody seriously talk about repealing Prop 13 for residential. For, so people always bring that up about their home, and I think that's a red herring because I haven't heard anybody serious about it bring it up. But what I have heard is that people are talking about the commercial real estate mm-hmm. because you have people, there's trillions, well, billion, at least hundreds of billions of dollars in commercial property in this state that's being taxed at 1978 era levels. And, I mean, you just think of, like, maybe the Hilton family, Disney, Boeing, all these people have hundreds of billions of dollars in, in property, and they're, they're paying property tax at 1978 era levels. Okay. So, but the issue is that for all of those businesses that are here that would be affected by that, remember, they are here in this state because of that. So, you know, is there an argument that says on the other side that let's say we did what I assume you're trying to propose here was, you know, repeal Prop 13, but not for residential, but do it for commercial. Do, would we not see as a byproduct an exodus of businesses here? Is that possible? Well, this is, this is what I heard proposed by someone mm-hmm. that talks about it, you know, in a serious manner and not scares homeowners. Uh, what they've talked about is that you use, because unfortunately, and we see it even in our area, that infrastructure suffers when we don't have money. So you might have a business and an intersection like by my commercial property. It was, I had an intersection by my commercial property that was closed down for two years. Okay. Because they needed to improve that intersection, and they didn't have the funding. They were waiting for a federal grant. Okay. So what I've heard proposed is that they take the, the increase in property taxes around businesses and commercial property and use it for infrastructure only in those areas. Okay, but I, I think that you're still not answering my question on this one. Going back to if we were to do what you're proposing, which I'm assuming you're talking about doing or considering, 
is that if we were to do that to these businesses, would you not see an exodus of businesses from the state? I mean, because it's something we're already dealing with in the state. You know, that's a straw man argument, because there's a lot of businesses like mine who might might be for that if Uh it meant that the money was spent for infrastructure around my business. Hang on a second. Craig has a question he wants to ask. Yeah, it's kind of a yes or no. If the business's costs go up due to taxes, will the cost of the goods go up by the purchaser? Yes or no? Well, you know, Craig, yes, just like they do in Texas, just like they do in Florida, sure. just like they do in every other state that that has reassesses property and commercial property. So it's no different than Florida. It's no different than Texas. But you're saying that the cost of goods will not be bore by the business. It will be bore by the citizens of California. Once again, passing the tax buck to the common people of California. Everybody does that. Now, you're ignoring the fact that other states, there's 49 other states that do exactly that. California is the only one where commercial property, people that have it since 1978, is paying 1978 prices for their commercial property. But we, have to, but we have to do that in order to keep people here because people are on the cusp of already leaving. We have to do this here just to keep them here. And I think it's because we're also one of the only states that have knocked down shacks for a million dollars. You know, <laughs> that's, listen, guys, that's why. No, you guys, listen, you guys are, are saying, oh yeah, they're going to leave California and they're going to go to Texas where I, they do exactly what you're saying they're leaving California for. Yeah, they're already they're leaving right, California. Their property right, they're already, reassessed Right. Every couple of years. Right, but they're also doing... California is the only one that doesn't do that. Okay. And you're saying that they're going to go to another state where they're going to do it. Right. Just like we, do, we don't do it here in California. Point but made. If you're saying that right. if we do, then they're going to go to these other states that do it. Right. That Point have, made. That have lower tax rates, that have lower costs of services. Right. <laughs> yeah, Paul, there, thank there you. Anything else you want to say to Paul? No, just let it go. 805-543-8830. 800-549-5832. California has roughly a $60 billion short budget shortfall. What do we do? Tony is with us. Hey, Tony. Oh, you can't balance the budget. Nobody ever could, or they said that they could, and they didn't. But as far as the last caller is concerned, well, they, they appraise the property. They take the money for infrastructure. <laughs> right. Just like they do for the uh, gas tax for the streets and all this other stuff. All that money is going to go for stuff that they've already spent money on. They say infrastructure. That's a joke. Uh, it's just another way to tax. And uh, they got to make up for all the stupid stuff that they do. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, I, I think that's the general gist of what I was trying to explain to the last caller on this one was that, you know, he was trying to say that, look, you know, if we do it this way, then every other state does it this way and everything's the same. Well, that's trying to say that the state of California does things exactly as Tennessee, North Dakota, Texas, Florida, on and on and on. And they don't. These other states work in a completely different environment when it comes to dealing with businesses and residential uh, cost out there. So they have a completely different plan completely different system going on out there so i would say to the last caller look if you change if you change it and make it just like the rest of the country then what incentive is there to stay in this state tony what else from you please i'm uh, just going to say that if it's going to be passed down to the consumer or they're going to cut their uh, workforces i mean there's a, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a trickle down businesses always pass their costs on to consumers that's they what they to. do yeah 
All right, uh, Tony, thank you. We've got uh, Danny in the Pomo. Hey, Danny. Good evening. Hey, Danny. I'd like to know if anybody's brought up uh, the real reason that we have such a problem in California with this budget deficit is because we've had a supermajority of Democrats for nearly 10 years or maybe even a little longer. Does anybody want to address that? You know, and I think that's interesting because uh, we were just talking about that offline for a little bit, is that at what point are the voters going to go to the polls and say, you know what, maybe this really isn't working. I mean, everybody knows it. Your homelessness, the crime rates are going up in the last X amount of years. Housing prices are ridiculous. Everybody knows this, but everybody continues to go, or the majority continue to go to the polls. And you're, the one, you're the ones who gave us Pete Wilson and Arnold Schwarzenegger. You have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> Jeez. Wait a minute. Well, Danny, what's your, what's your third? I, I'd just like to add that Mr. Slimy, uh, Gavin Newsom, stood up on the Mr. debate stage the other night <laughs> wow. and touted how great our state is doing, and nobody called him on it. Our state is doing well. All right, I'll start with one thing to cut the budget for. How about we cut the, the crew that, co- that cleans up poop in the San Francisco airport? They have a whole crew that does nothing but that. Let's start with that. Well, who's going to clean up the poop? That's the problem. There shouldn't be have to be a crew to clean what? up Why are we on the streets up? like that. Because it's a mess <laughs> in San on, Francisco. David. It's a mess in San Francisco. Yeah, I think that's what he's getting it's at. How do how do we have how do we even need a crew? Should we even we don't even need we shouldn't even have to have a crew cleaning up poop. David or Mr. Woody, you need to watch the debate, or if you want to call it that, it it, it really showed Gavin Newsom, and it should have at least that the state of California and its voters who continue this are just messed up. To quote uh, James Carville, um, Gavin Newsom went on Fox News. In a debate moderated by Sean Hannity against Ron DeSantis, who's running for president, and it, it, at, at the very worst, it was a draw. All right, he held his own. He he played he played to his voter base, from what I understand. Danny, but I definitely you. will watch it. I definitely. Well, will. Nadine's texting in that you can watch it on the Fox News. They're going to rebroadcast it. You can also see it on uh, YouTube. Audible. Yeah. Let's hear from Garth. Hey, Garth. Hey, Dave. Hi, Michael. Hey, Garth. Hey, I, I started talking about Prop 13 a little bit on Friday, but I think it got cut off for time um, when when uh, Nolan yeah. was on. But uh, so back to Prop 13. Um, now, it's funny you brought up Schwarzenegger, Dave, a, a while ago. When Schwarzenegger was running campaign for governor, he, um, he asked billionaire Warren Buffett to serve as his advisor on ec- economic issues. So Buffett said, you know, the first thing that he should tackle – is Proposition 13 and repeal that. That's right. And because because of that, Schwarzenegger distanced himself from Buffett and dropped him as his economic advisor. But you know, Buffett made you know the great the great um, statement that you know this was 2003, and he said you know in, in Omaha I pay five on a five hundred thousand dollar house I pay fourteen thousand plus dollars on my tax bill. He goes, I have a house in in California um, that I. It's six times more valuable, and I only pay $2,264 for it. So Proposition 13 is a big problem and has been since um, its inception um, for California. And even even major corporations 
um, gave serious cash to cam- campaign against this this misguided proposition back but we in seventy eight. But we still have it, right? But it, it's Michael, I mean it's it's a big problem. Yeah. It's been one of our big problems. Michael, any comment? Well, yeah, I, I would say this to anybody who wants to repeal Prop thirteen is that let's compare apples to apples. Then, if we're willing, if you want my support to repeal Prop thirteen, what I would say is then show me a government system here in California that's analogous to so many other states that do it for a fraction of the cost that we do things here. If we can, if you want this to be apples and apples, you know, and not simply say, well, here's this one proposition, but we're not going to look at any other aspect of government. I'm not there with you. Yeah. But if you're willing what, to what say, what are you talking about? <laughs> the other 49. Start with Tennessee. I lived in Tennessee for a while. Start with Tennessee. Uh-huh. And just and well, well, we can go through Tennessee and say, I can tell you firsthand from being there and living there and working there, what it's like to do business there as compared to being here in California. Mm-hmm. And I would say, look, if you, okay. can, if you can create that entire system and replicate that, okay. But you can't just okay. take the one Prop 13. Garth, so. what else? Well, you know, 13's been misguided. And 13, you know, as I was saying on Friday, I got cut off. But, uh, you know, you hear people in the area, you've had a lot of shows on people complaining about parking fees and things like that. Right. Well, that relates exactly back to Proposition 13. So these, these um, you know, local, local governments trying to raise sources of revenue, um, parking is one of the thing, areas where they've, you know, they've added yep. um, rising fees to make up for these things. And, and everything from... You know, schools, California went from fourth in the nation before Proposition 13 to, what are they, 100 and something in the nation? Or, I mean, well, like 40-something in the nation now? Hmm. So, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's just, and it, and it allows, you know, elderly homeowners, you know, it's great for them, but young families, you know, can't get into the housing market because of it. Yeah. Any other comment? No, we've got a ton okay. of callers coming in. It's, All right, yeah. Garth, thank you. Let's go to uh, Annie down in Pismo. Hey, Annie. Hi there. Hi, Annie. Um, hi. Uh, yeah, you know, it always gets thrown around about how these people are leaving California in droves. And it'd be nice if some people, you know, really looked at the facts. And after the um, the debate last week, which, of course, couldn't be the least bit fair to, I did watch it, the whole thing, uh, to Newsom, because every question framed by Hannity was absolutely slamming california absolutely sure yep. i'm sure yep. it was yep. yeah. and so it wasn't you know that so i newsom came in i think a little defensive not real strong but then after the first break he was fabulous i mean he had the facts in front of him i mean uh uh, DeSantis just looked like a creepy little deer that didn't know what was coming at him. He's creepy, man. I never have seen him before. I mean, you know, perform. But anyway, they they check these things, right? To check, you know, if um, if DeSantis is is tr- telling the truth in a sense, or if Newsom is telling the truth. And the issue about leaving California, because this one always gets me, is Newsom said per capita, more Floridians moved to California than Californians moving to Florida. And that was the Census Bureau's latest data that shows that per capita this is true um, in 2021. The diff- I guess that's when they had this, the latest, like I said, the latest data. But I think that um, the difference is small, but it's still true. Hmm. So people need to stop saying that. Look up the facts, as, yeah. as I did, as PolitiFact did and other ones, and that's the truth. All right, Annie, thank you very much for educating us. Ready to change your mind? No, i got to look okay. that up, though. That's interesting. All right, let's squeeze in Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. 
hey, uh, you know, Prop 13, did, did, were you guys here when we originally voted for Prop 13? I was not. Well, was the other gentleman here? Oh, he me? wasn't even born yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I always talk to people. I say, did you vote for Prop 13? And they say, oh, yeah, sure. And I say, well, how much money did you contribute? And of all these years, only one person I know said, well, I gave a dollar. Well, I'll tell you something. Over in Orange County Airport, used to be there in a nondescript building amongst the other manufacturing buildings, was the headquarters for the Howard Jarvis Prop 13 headquarters. And you could always identify it because in front of it was always these three super expensive Porsche automobiles. But the thing was, when they first started it, everybody was fired. No one ever analyzed it. All they thought, well, I'm going to save money. But someone, someone had to put that money up. My God, the, the commercials ran day and night. Both for Prop 13. What about that, Michael? Uh, I don't remember the campaign. Yeah, I was alive, though. Good story, though, Charlie. Thanks for sharing. On the text line, is no one going to bring up DeSantis' platform shoes? No, we're trying to be nice. What's Henry, you? i got about 45 seconds. What's on your mind? Okay, first of all, the, the Proposition 13 will never pass because it's a way of stealing the homes of our the parents, who that's the only wealth that they have in their retirement. Um, and I also want to say about the uh, high-speed rail, UC did a study on the high-speed rail, and, and they said they came out and said it would never pay for itself. So I don't know where he's saying that. Uh, what? What? Who else said that it was going to pay for itself? You see, it, you see it itself said it wouldn't pay for itself, and there was a lot of corruption going on yeah. with the high-speed rail because the Democrats wanted it to go through their district first. And they, why? Why are you not surprised? I yeah. I might have said something, not spoke it correctly. We gotta go. Okay. Yeah. All right, Henry. Thank you. We'll be back. We thank Michael Aaron Woody for another excellent job, and of course for the cookies, he gets twenty seconds to wrap it up. <laughs> thank you so much. Hey, listen. Uh, if you're going to repeal Prop 13, it's like I said over and over and over, uh, and compare it to other states, then bring me the statistics and show me a form of government here in California that emulates other states then you can't just single out prop 13 and say hey no other state does it so we're going to do it that way and if you want to leave california please go you use lindsey harn as your realtor (laughs) but there'll be more room for the rest of us i'm fine thank you michael news traffic weather should we still be encouraging young people to go to college is it worth it let's talk next on hometown radio The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.